That's a real cool song. <laughs> Another in the fire. I like that. Count the joy in every battle. I is... know that's where you'll be. Mm-hmm. Mercy. Hillsong United. Good morning. It's Risenstein, David and Leanna. Ray Haynes is in teaching on Pentecost today, and it's all available at the Facebook pages and victory.radio. Of course, it's only available after we say it, because it doesn't That's exist true. till then. <laughs> yes. So, you know, if you're looking for the future, can't help you. <laughs> kind of like, can't help you catch the wind either. That's the uh, theme of this one. Here's what John 3 says. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from or where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. So the Hebrew word for wind or breath is ruach. ruach. Mm. It's a beautiful word. It's just mm-hmm. fun to say. It is. <laughs> uh, it's also the word for spirit. Uh, obviously, we can't dictate the moving of the wind or the spirit. So that's a kind of basic principle. Thankfully, we don't have to catch the wind to be filled with the spirit. I've known many people who have earnestly sought the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but still haven't received. And here's, I guess, the caution. Some went away bitter. Some went away offended. Some stopped seeking and plunged into denial. They just declared they'd received the baptism when they were saved. No tongues were required. Leave me alone. Sadly, I also know of teachers who claim to be filled with the Spirit and intentionally deceived other seekers into just mumbling repetitious phrases and declared it a move of the Spirit. Mm. And those just, I can't tell you what, uh, when you hear things like that, how painful that is. And that was at a, uh, a Bible school. So uh, you can imagine just day-to-day encounters in different churches and run-ins. Lots of things happen. And, you know, we're all seeking to know God and to follow God. So here's the thing. Striving in the flesh for a move of God is agonizing. So is screaming at the wind to blow where you want it to blow. Micah 6 says, He has shown you, O man, what is good. What does the Lord require of you? Do justly, love mercy, walk humbly with your God. And I really believe uh, somebody's uh, example just really touched my heart. We need to be like a windmill, which is designed to be propelled by the wind, no matter which direction is blowing in order to generate power. Mm. If we want to be filled, we need to be sensitive to the way he's blowing. And then we'll only be filled, we'll not only be filled, but empowered by the Holy Spirit to do his will. A windmill is built (laughs) to be, uh, be affected by the wind. So... Psalm 104 says this, You make your messengers into winds of the Spirit, and all your ministers become flames of fire. The Holy Spirit baptism can occur any time after Jesus comes to dwell in our heart. He doesn't get buried in our hearts. He plants himself in order to bear fruit. We literally become a tree that bears spiritual fruit. All we have to do is ask and receive. Sometimes that includes asking until we receive. The nine fruits listed in Galatians 5 all come as a result of life on a tree, which requires us to grow. That's how fruit works. It's gross. Controlling the tongue is not easy. Our unruly tongues require revival uh, of mind continually. Faithfulness, gentleness, goodness, joy, kindness, long-suffering, love, peace, self-control are all expressed in many ways, but never so beautiful as with the tongue. Proverbs 18 tells us, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. That's what it's about. Still, there's a whole lot more to the Spirit than tongues or what and how we speak. First Corinthians tells us, uh, Corinthians 12, uh, there are many spiritual gifts, including the word of wisdom, word of knowledge, faith, healing, working of miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, different kind of tongues, and the interpretation of tongues. The Spirit distributes them individually as he wills. Why does he give them? These nine gifts require us to minister to others in order to use them. 
They're not for keeping or storing up, but rather for using and giving away. And Deuteronomy 30 reminds us, but the word is very near you in your mouth and in your heart that you may do it. So when you start to talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit or why the Holy Spirit came, it was so we could do the works Mm -hmm. that he commanded us to do. Not for some, I, I don't know, a, a collection of gifts. Acts 1, be assembled, being assembled together with them, he had commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which, he said, you've heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Mm-hmm. So there has been more conflict throughout church history on this mm-hmm. one subject, I would guess, than probably every other issue combined, because it's not intellectual and it can't be understood or argued or controlled by man. It requires requires faith and obedience. The experience of baptism of the Holy Spirit extremely different for, for me than it was for Kelly and it was for Corey. Three totally different stories. Wait for the promise no matter how long it takes. No matter what others experience, don't assume God will do things the same way with you. That's just a crazy thought. Mm. He does everything differently. Worship him constantly. Just keep asking to be filled. Because you know what? There's never going to be a day in your life where that's not a safe prayer. God, fill me up. Right. Fill me. Just fill me. Fill me more. Okay, more. You know, that's always a safe prayer. When opportunities arrive for the laying on of hands, have faith and see what happens. And don't stop until you're full because that's called heaven. And uh, you don't want to stop before you get there. Mm. Wow. This is, uh, this, this is one of those things that people talk about and argue about and... Definitely. And, and want to know... Well, what is your position on this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Standing. <laughs> <laughs> but the position we take is the position of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And what did and, he say? His, what did his, he do? His finished work. Yeah. Yeah. On, on the cross. Um, it's really cool to, to to see how God works in each of our lives individually, as yeah. as you said earlier. And there is a specific plan that he has, and if he were the, if we were the only people on earth, he still would have sent Jesus to die for us. And everybody has a very special value. I promise you, if you go and pick, uh, you can go to denominations or non-denomination, whatever you want, pick 10 churches and spend time with that somebody, that, that leader or somebody from that church, you're going to encounter something there mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. need, that right. you mm-hmm. lack. And that's really the heart of the whole thing is mm-hmm. that, that we should never, ever think that we've just arrived. Right. Because, you know, first of all, be glad that you don't even have, you don't have some of the qualities that other have because their life journey brought that to them. You that's might right. not enjoy those things. But also right. be thankful for where you are, how God brought you there. And you just want to be more of who God intended you to be. That's, That's all right. we have to be, not somebody else. Excellent. That's good. Excellent. Uh, Keith is going to come in and finish up with Ray this morning. Sure. Uh, but if you want uh, more of this, go to victory.radio or the Facebook pages, and you will find the link to everything that has been taught this morning, and then Ray will post up the notes at the end of the day. Risenstein returns Monday morning. We will see you, and, and again... If, if you haven't gotten in on the Israel trip, time is definitely running out. Victory 91.5 salutes.